Blessed Assurance and welcome to Kingdom Christian Fellowship, KCF. We reveal the reality of the Kingdom of God and Christ Jesus in the lives of people all over the world. As you listen to this message, we pray that you are blessed and inspired to improve your relevance in the Kingdom of God. sense of a purpose working through the ages working through the ages let's go which nothing under the sun but god alone can satisfy have you seen the late miles Monroe says something he said nothing is as painful as being successful in the wrong thing you can be very successful in the wrong thing fulfillment is not about achieving just anything it's about discovering what is inside. That's why there are many people. I heard of a true story of a man that rose up to become a medical doctor. And on the day he was commissioned as a medical doctor, he went to, to his father, gave the father his certificate. He said, Daddy, you forced me to be a medical doctor because that was what you wanted to do. I've earned a degree. This is yours. Now I'm going to do what is inside me that I want to do. I want to be a musician. Sometimes the situation you find yourself in will force you to do what your father wants. Don't rebel against your father. You know I'm big on obedience and adherence to uh-huh. you don't fight them but you can negotiate, you can speak. Do you understand? Be bold to have conversations. Not to um, argue or to fight but to let them know what God has given to you. Do you understand me? And it is, it is in line of this, these kind of things that that's why and, and coupled with the kind of requests that I've been receiving, KCF is 20 years. Okay. Within these 20 years, right from my badge, my classmates were not, only five of them were members of KCF. But everyone, every single classmate, were, we came here 43, we graduated 21. Hmm. Why? You say why? When you meet them, ask them. It was serious. It was serious. The academic course was not easy. I was first ASC president. The first ASC president, I was the word person. And I was leading KCF. And I keep telling you, I made sure my I submitted. I was not part of last minute people. To always laugh at my classmates when the, comp- the, the, the printer was one at the computer lab. 
when they all last minute they are all printing, you see that the whole thing will jam. Then people's work starts turning to codes, box boxes and zero zero. People are screaming and I'll be laughing at them. Submit your assignment. Because if it's assignment, I'll go home early. I was not in a hostel. So I will stay there. And sometimes close. Sometimes the security guard will be sacking me. 10 p.m. Kingsley, go home. Go home. I'll make sure because the following morning, I don't want to come and be typing under pressure. You have time. You, you want to spend your time watching sentence and spending time in a romantic atmosphere Esawara. kevin you are giving me summa cum laude kevin we have an agreement to you are giving me what summa if it's not summa you are not calling my name you don't have the right to call my name if it's not summa what are you giving me What are you giving me? The one after Suma. Which one is the one? The one beyond Suma or the one at beneath Suma? Is it? Beneath Suma. Shy. What are you giving me? You are striving for Suma. Give me blue. Blue I shall be in Jesus' name. What are you giving me? Suma. Uh-huh. It's a Summa Fellowship. Say Summa Fellowship. Everybody that give me Summa Fellowship, we are going to Kempinski. Okay. We are going to Kempinski. It's not just Summa. Summa that will come with opportunities. Everybody that will give me Summa, we are going to Kempinski. Mm. You say what? Oh, uh, prize for second best. So strive hard. It's the same opportunity. Okay. Coupled with the questions I've received, all the confusion that people who came to me crying because they don't know what course to do. They were sure. People were sure that, oh, I'm going to do CS. But after the first few classes, they realized that who has been there before? You started a course and you were like, Am I sure? Sometimes don't run away from the initial challenge. Okay. Sometimes don't just run away. Just because the initial courses didn't go well does not mean that that's not what you are called for. Take your time. Take your time. All right. So today I know that the speaker, I've heard her name several times. We've We've communicated by email some few times, but I've never met her before. And I'm happy that here she's in charge of the career. She's a big woman. Let's welcome the one and only head of career, Ashesi, in the person of Abigail. Oh, I don't like your reception crowd. Upper fans, upper fans, moment fans. Thank you so much. Thank you. Please be seated. <laughs> so I think I'll stand. So is it possible to help me to move this a bit? I can keep this one here, the table here. Thank you. Awesome. 
Good afternoon once again. I wish we were a bit more compact. Is it to come to one side? Yes. Awesome. So thank you very much. God bless you, Apostle. Thank you for this opportunity. I have been in a chassis for 12 years. <laughs> and, <laughs> and this is the first time that KCF has invited me to speak. <laughs> Which is fine. There are times and seasons, like you said, right? <laughs> So, which is fine, but I'm really excited and I feel honored, right? I've also heard a lot about KCF. I've, I've obviously encountered and engaged with many, many students in KCF, uh, but this is the first time that I'm here to speak with all of you. And I'm excited about it, and I just ask the Spirit of God to take over. Um, yes. So, by way of introduction, my name is Abigail Welbeck, and... Yes, you can call me Abigail, Abby, whichever. <laughs> and um, yes, I'm in career service. I work with career services here at Ashesi. Um, I'm not sure. Is there anybody here who doesn't know me? Okay. So um, let me try to remember every part of who I am, right? So a wife, I am a mother. In Ashesi, I'm the director of career services, but professionally, I say I'm a career and professional development coach. Um, I have a YouTube channel called Spiritual Awakening to God's Truth. Runs across all of them. about God. And you would, you would see that encounter me in the different areas that I've talked about. There's no, no place that you can say, I know Abigail, and you would not know that I'm passionate about Jesus, right? It's something that is a part of my brand, right? Um, so I'm excited. I'm really excited to be here today because... <laughs> And, 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 and I bless God for KCF and all the other Christian ministries on campus because anytime you take God out of the picture, then you are allowing, giving room to the devil to come and manipulate. Right? And there's so many things going on with the youth. One of the things I'm passionate about and I'm excited about today is I'm really focused on helping the youth identify themselves and just understand the plan of God for their life so that the devil cannot steal that away from you, right? So I'm excited today. So um, when Daniel approached me concerning this session, I, I, was a bit, I was a bit conflicted about which angle to take today. So that's why I asked him to send out the survey, right? Um, and he did, and I got some amazing responses. Right, so thank you all so much for completing that survey. It gave me a good idea of what to share. Actually, I was already, I was already thinking on that tangent, but it helped me to, 
to further focus on that. So I'm going to take it in two different tangents, if I should call it. So there were a lot of questions. And thank you, anybody who completed the survey. I don't know if you can hear me. The mic keeps going in and out. Can you hear me? OK. So I, I took it from two different tangents. So the first one I call uncertainty, because there was a lot of uncertainty in the, the feedback that I was given, the results, the responses that I, a lot of you were not sure of what you wanted to do as a career. So I call this uncertainty and the fear of choosing wrongly. A lot of you are also not sure you don't want to make a mistake, choose a wrong career, etc., etc. So I'm going to cover that piece first. And then I'll delve into something deeper, which I think is even more important. So let's, let's look at the uncertainty and the choosing wrongly. And how many of you have not taken advantage of career services at Ashesi at all? It's okay, it's okay. Lift your hands. You know? <laughs> Is there a reason why? I'm honestly curious. I really want to hear you. Is there a reason why maybe we are not being very proactive as a department? Maybe you don't think we can help you solve your problem. Or maybe you don't even know what we do. I honestly want to hear if there's... Yes, just stand up and say. Okay, so at first, like, before I spoke to a friend, at first I, I was explaining to the friend that I don't feel comfortable going to the career service because maybe I want to tell them that I want to pray about my career and they'll be like, no, you need to just start trying like this. And it was, it was a lot in my head. Thank you. That's good information. Thank you. Yes. Should I give you the mic? Um, okay. So I really don't um, know a lot about career services, but what I know that they help um, guide with a CV. And personally, um, I really don't want just small things on my CV. So I'm waiting to do something before. So I don't know how to. Okay, you want to gather more experiences and skills before you come to us? Or yes, something, something of that like sort. That. But I don't know the right time to come as well. Right, right. Okay, what year are you in? I'm in first year. First year. Makes sense. But just to tackle that, please don't wait till you. It's like saying that I'm sick for, for my sickness to be really bad before I go to the hospital. Okay? We are here, the experiences you're looking for, we are here to help you build those experiences. So walk into the office and just have a conversation. How many of you know your career year group advices? How many of you don't know? Please be, be, be just, I'm not here to chastise anyone. I'm actually here to learn from hearing from you, okay? All right, awesome. So just to really encourage all of you, the career services is here for you. We are being paid for you. So if you're not using the career center, then, okay, thank you. Then that means part of your fees is going waste. right so please and just to remind you of what we do 
this is how we look at career services. You come in, we want to help you with self-discovery. That's the first point of career, the career conversation, understanding who you are, because that's where you understand your strengths, your weaknesses, etc. And then we take you through some personality testings, and I think I'll talk about that, which would help you to further discover yourself and talk, look at careers that people with your personality type tend to thrive or do very well in. So to give you a list of careers, and then what we do with that is then we begin to help you to plan ways to explore those careers. Because I can say, oh, okay, um, on my profile, my personality profile, um, it says that I would do well as a banker, for example. But maybe you will get the opportunity to go into the bank and realize I don't really like it, okay? And so we want to get you to explore. That's how come you figure out where your niche is. You need to explore. So then we give you experiential learning opportunities and platforms, right, guiding you through all that process before you kind of finalize and make a decision. So we want to help you to discover yourself. We want to give you opportunities to explore. But even before or during the time you're exploring, we are helping you to build skill and competency. Because you can't go and, let's say you're exploring during an internship, but you don't even know how to communicate very well in the workplace. You don't know how to send an email. You don't even know how to interview well to go into the workplace. So what we are doing is we are helping you to build a skill and then we are giving you the opportunities to explore. So that you go into the workplace and apart from the, your academic um, knowledge, you also have the ability to just do very well in terms of soft skills in the workplace. That's why we have the sessions that are for you. And then by the time you're in final year, we are helping to exit and transition successfully, guiding you through that process. So all that time you have career advices, your first year, second year, third year, fourth year, they're supposed to help to guide you through that whole process. So by the time you're in final year, you may not know exactly what you want to do, but you would have a good idea of which direction to go. That is what, that's what we do for you at Career Services. And we do that through so many um, things that we do, right? So if you, you, you're talking about the um, exp um, career discovery, sorry, self-discovery, the personality testings, we have workshops for first year students, moving into second and third year, you're looking at um, interview skills, um, networking skills, personal branding, all of that. By the time you're about to trans uh, transition in fourth year, is job search strategy, you know, building your brand online, all of that. Right, so that you are ready for the workforce, not just academically, but also with regards to just your um, soft skills. So that's what we're doing for you. So let, let's go. Okay, so self-discovery. Um, and what I said here was making the right career path choice, but the long and short of that whole process so that you are not in the uncertainty zone is that you need to make an informed decision, which means you need what? Information. You need information. So this is the time that you need to look at yourself like you're a sponge. Soak in every information because you need the information to make a decision about your career, which direction you need to go to. So I talked about self-discovery. If you're not sure what to do, please come to the Career Center. We have uh, what we call Myers Briggs Type Indicator. It's a personality tool. You will take the personality test, we'll print out your profile for you, you'll have a list of careers, we'll walk you through the process of how do you begin to explore. And a lot of those careers, some of them you may have thought about already, some of them not, 
but then we help you through that process, right? So that's one of the things you need to remember before you, you leave here today, is if you, ha you are still not sure where you want to go, or you want confirmation that what you're thinking about is really where you want to go, come to us, we'll help you through that process, okay? And then we have the one-on-one -on -one coaching. Your career advisors do the one-on-one -on -one coaching with you. So you can book. They usually will send out a link that book an appointment with me, right? Open. It's open. We don't give it to a select few. It's for every student. So they come and advise about the challenges that you're facing, what support you need, how, you know, just guidance with regards to your, with regards to your career. And then, um, yes, then exploration. I talked about exploration, right? So we have our career sessions. Who has not been to any career session before? Hey, the way the hands are not coming up. <laughs> so all of you have been to at least one career session. You're sure. You're not lying. We're in the presence of God. Okay. Then that's good. Call for yourselves. I'm entreating you. Sometimes it looks like it's not important, but it makes a difference between the people who excel in their careers quickly and those who don't. Yes, you have, you know, um, a deadline in what's the next day or something, or career services, what again, I don't, you know. But trust me, sometimes we ourselves end up learning in the sessions. Okay, so it's not because we don't have anything to do that we say, and we do for students. Let's find a way to waste their time. We sit and we strategize. What are the needs that employers are looking for? What do they need? How can we create sessions around that, workshops that will help them to build the skill they need to excel in their careers? Before we come out and say, we're doing a session around this and that. So please, if you can, unless this is impossible, if you can, make sure that you're attending these sessions diligently. Right? So we had, I talked about some of the sessions, interviewing skills, networking, job search strategy, etc. Some of the um, exploration opportunities I also put here. So you have job shadowing. How many of you know what job shadowing is? Okay. So nobody here doesn't know what job shadowing is. I don't need to explain, do I? And you don't need a Chessy's formal job shadowing program to do a job shadowing program. You can identify an executive or a professional in a field that you are thinking of exploring and communicate with them. Okay. I hope this is better. Okay, thank you very much. Communicate with them via email why you need your email etiquette. How many of you can score yourself 10 out of 10 in sending an email, professional email. 10 out of 10. Wow. What? what? 10 and a half. Eight, eight and a half. Okay. How many of you need an email etiquette session? Or you think you're good? You're good. Mm. It will be good. Because I can do a session right now and then we'll do, I'll say just draft an email and the kind of emails we'll get will be interesting. But anyway, um, 
job shadowing, yes. Yeah, so you can shadow a professional in your field um, that you're trying to explore, and it just takes a few days, right? It's just like a mini internship. It's usually unpaid. It's more for you to just find out. Maybe a day in the life of an engineer. What does it look like? I've, he I've, I've, I've seen engineers, but I haven't really been able to um, experience what it is to work in the field. So an opportunity to shadow an engineer, an opportunity to get to ask questions and, and see some of the equipment live and be able to experience some of these things, right? That's the job shadowing, another an experiential learning opportunity. You, you can take the initiative to ask for that. Or even if you need help, come to us. We'll help identify somebody in the field that you're looking for, and then we can set up a job shadowing session for you. An informational interviewing session as well. This is also like, let me see, a mini form of a job shadowing program, <laughs> right? So this time around, it's more of a conversation. So this gentleman is in the field I want to go to. He's maybe the HR or the manager, or I don't know. I send him an email, I'm really interested, this is my passion, these are the things I'm doing, these are the things I want to learn. Is it possible for us to schedule a one-hour conversation um, at, at a day that's convenient for you, for me to just learn a bit more about how you got into the field? What were the challenges you experienced? What, would you, what advice would you give to um, a young student like myself who is now looking to come into the space? What are the things I need to be looking out for? If I was interviewing for a role in this space, what are the things you think I need to be paying attention to? That is informational interviewing. You can even have that on Zoom, online. You don't need to go to the person physically. And you can schedule at least one informational interview every month. By the time you're done, you have a wealth of, of knowledge. And that information helps you to make an informed decision about your career. And you know the additional thing that does for you, both that and um, job shadowing. Because you're having those conversations with them, you know, if you don't know someone, it's harder for them to you, you approach someone and say, I need a job. No. They'll, they'll probably will not even mind you. But if you go through this process, you automatically get into their network. Because as they're having the conversation, they'll probably ask you, okay, so what do you really want to do? What are the, your skills you have? You get an opportunity to also pitch yourself. And so if an opportunity comes, in the field that you, you talked about, who will be the first person that, that professional will think about? It's you. And you keep um, connected to that person. Some of you say, I don't even know how to get, uh, keep connected to the professional. Sometimes the um, academic or other um, accomplishments that you achieve along the way, let's say maybe you were elected student government or whatever it may, it may be, right? So you say, oh, okay. Just hi, hi, hello, no hi. <laughs> hello, dear whoever, um, just connecting again. I just really wanted to share this exciting news with you. I was able to do this. I've achieved this. I've taken these courses this semester. I've built these skills. Thank you so much for the information you've shared with me and how you've helped me to build my and grow my, myself this far. You know, I'm really looking forward to keeping you updated on my, my success and my accomplishments. Blah, blah. In the person's mind, you are growing yourself. This is somebody who's being proactive, who's growing. This is somebody I want to keep in my network so that if an opportunity opens up, I can recommend the person for it. So it's not a, a today, tomorrow job, but eventually it will yield amazing results for you and for your career. These are all you know, tips that we can give to you when you come to see us at Career Services, but I'm giving it to you today. And I hope you're jotting it down. I'm not seeing a lot of you writing. <laughs> 
because you keep it in your head. And when Ashesi pressure hits, <laughs> you forget everything. Please write it down. If you need paper, I think we have some A4 sheets at the back, right? If you need paper, you need to write. You need to write because you can't forget. Career fair. How many of you have not experienced a career fair in Ashesi yet? Okay. Okay, so most of you have. Um, God willing, fingers crossed, next year we'll have a career fair, even though we don't have an internship season. It, the format may change slightly, right, to accommodate the new normal, if I should call it, that we have for next year, right? But we'll have one, and the onus lies on you to take advantage. Look, we can present all the opportunities to you in Ashesi, and you will come and leave the same. If you don't take advantage of the opportunities, I've heard some students say, mm, career service is there, they have some special group of students. You know, if you're not in that group, don't mind you. That's not true. That is not true. I've told you, I've worked in Ashesit for 12 years. It is not true. Yes, we have students who are working in the department, who are career peer advisors, who are CV guides. They are supporting with specific things, but we open our arms wide to anybody and everybody. Okay, because we want to see you transformed. One of the most gratifying parts of my job as a career advisor here in Ashesi is being able to see the transformation in students and who they become after Ashesi and that you have been part of that journey. So we are here for you. Take advantage of all these opportunities. Okay? So there are no select few that we are just, you know, focusing on. We are here for everybody. You have to take, make that decision to take advantage of the opportunities we present to you. So, like cases and a couple of other things will be rolling out in January, right? To fill the gap that we have because we don't have an internship cycle in 2024. So there are a number of things that are brewing we will inform you about that either before you go on your December break or by the time you come back in January. Um, and there'll be a lot of opportunities and you have to plan. I think Apostle mentioned the planning. It is so important. That is how come you get overwhelmed because you don't have a plan. You have to plan. You have to plan your time. What am I going to do with my time? And you have to stay focused on it. I like what he said about poverty, that poverty is, is what? The mindset with which you, you spend time, that is so powerful, <laughs> right? So do you want to be poor? It's your decision. We all have 24 hours in a day, don't we? But it's what you do with that 24 hours that makes the difference. And then you end up giving yourself pressure. Hey, this is my friend. He's here, oh, and she's there, oh, and what am I doing, oh? You have 24 hours. What are you doing that? And sometimes these things, you hear it over and over again. So it's like, mm, you're mm? But the difference lies in who hears it and actions it. And who hears and decides to sleep on it. Okay? When I say I've been here 12 years, it's not because I'm fan, so because it's a lot of work. But I have seen it over and over again. And that's why I tell you, 
that there's a difference when you decide to exert yourself and commit to the opportunities that Ashesi has so many opportunities, so many outside of, of, even, of even career services, right? But you have to take advantage of it. Even the emails, have you sectioned your email in such a way that you can see? So if career services sends an email, I see it. If this person sends an email, I, or it's only registry and dean of students, the rest, it goes into some folder. Spam. Red. <laughs> you only read those ones. <laughs> we'll, we'll add exclamation to our emails. <laughs> right? Okay. So um, um, other departments, ODIP has a lot of international opportunities, right? Are you taking advantage? And please, those of you who think, and I think somebody mentioned this, those of you who think that you do not qualify, not because you don't have the, the requirements, but you feel within yourself that you don't qualify. And some of the things we're going to talk about shortly, to touch some of that, but please don't shortchange yourself. This our mind is such a strong tool. We tell, it tells us certain things that are not true and we believe it. Who told you you don't qualify? Even if you feel you don't qualify, go through the process and learn from it. Let's say, you, you, yes, whatever will happen, go through it and learn from it. You know, but we'll talk about that shortly. Um, leadership positions. Yes, I don't know how many years that I've seen, I've heard that, you know, ASC positions open up, maybe ASC president, vice president, and one, just have one person. Is it the, what fear is it? Is it fear of not doing well? Fear of juggling that with your academics? What is it? Have you, did you talk to somebody? Because some of you have the aspirations, but you don't attempt. Because once again, you feel like you don't qualify. I'm going to tackle that piece in a minute, that you don't qualify piece. So a couple of things I just want to talk about, life lessons. Be curious. What's the scripture that says do not be anxious? Who knows? Mm -mm. What does it say? Mm-hmm. And you're not done. How many of you can tell God that you, you abide by that scripture 100%? Eighty 80%? 50%? Hey, the angel is looking at you. 50%. We stress and we are anxious. It's fine. We have emotions as, as human beings. What do you do with the stress and anxiety? Do you take it to God for his peace to guard your heart and your mind? No. Ashesi is tough. Ashesi is hard. Ashesi is eh. And then you gather yourself together and you stress about it. And you, there, you go to bed, you can't even sleep. And God is just standing there waiting for you to give it over to him. Especially the, for, the final year so about to exit. They, they experience a lot of stress because they, 
the, the fear of the unknown. They don't know what's in the, the future. And a lot of you also experience it because of next year and the accelerated semester. You're not sure what to do. And you're stressing. How many of you have taken that to God and said, God, your word says I should not be anxious. Help me to not be anxious, to trust you. Give me your peace. How many of you have done that? Okay, a few of you. This is, you see, somebody said there are so many churches in Ghana. Does it translate to the behavior of Ghanaians? There's a difference between reading the word, even the reading, that's also a question mark. How many of you do that? There's a difference between that and a difference between living the word. You can read, do not be anxious, but are you practicing it? Or when the anxiety hits, you've forgotten that there's even a scripture like that. And it doesn't help that the friends that you have around you, I also say, yeah, she says hard, oh, she says hard, oh. Where did my slides go? So please, do not be anxious. But rather, we've talked about the giving it to God and then making, doing the, what you, you, you have to do. Right? Do what you have to do. I'm not saying do not be anxious and go and sit in your room and don't do anything. Do the work that is required of you. There's a reason God placed you here at Shesi. Do the work that is required of you and leave the rest over to God. So I've talked about making an informed decision and taking advantage of the opportunities, right? So we have different resources to help you. Those of you are saying, what do I do after school? There's so many resources. Some of the things that I've talked about, if you do it diligently while you're here in Ashesi, by fourth year, you should not feel anxiety within you because you have taken little steps, little, little, little steps before the finish line. It is when you are not ready at the finish line because you yourself know that you have not done the work. That's when the anxiety even hits more. Because you're trying to squeeze everything within what? How many months more for you to graduate? Plus a chassis, plus capstone, plus everything. Then pressure, stress, anxiety. But for those, those of you who have the time, make sure you don't put yourself in that position. So we have final years. We have the exit strategy. We have CCN. If there's any time that you have to be friends with CCN, do you know CCN? Do you know CCN? Not CNN, no. CCN, College Central Network. That's where we post all the opportunities. You have to, that place, you have to sleep there next, next year. Those of you who are graduating. Because employers start posting opportunities on there. We'll send some out by email, right? Career fair, take advantage of that. How many of you have heard of Global Mentoring Initiative? GMI. Okay. So final years. How many final years are here? Okay. But those of you who are not yet in final year, here so that you can add it to the plan. I feel like we should require everyone to draw up a plan after today and present it. I want to see it. <laughs> so, so GMI. GMI um, is also a mentoring opportunity for final years. Actually, going into next year, it's going to be available for fourth and third years. Yes. 
Second, yes, not really because you're not ready yet. But third and fourth. Don't worry, when you're, you're in third year, you'll get opportunity. And the kind of mentors that are on that program, these are global mentors in huge corporations worldwide, globally, who are doing this for free. Yes. So they are invested in you. And it's a very, it's not, it's not as, if I should use the word, um, relaxed as, or flexible as Ashesi's mentoring program. It's very, very you, you have times that you have to meet your mentor. It's very deliberate in terms of the outcomes it wants to see in you, the, the, the student. And if you apply, I've had amazing stories. I think this will be our third cycle. Amazing stories, um, Ashesi students, family students, are, are, are telling as a result of their mentoring and their mentors. You're getting mentors in Microsoft. I mean, these are global organizations, right? So once again, when the opportunity opens up to you and the email goes to you, don't push it to the side. So when I finish this, and then you forget about it. And then, and I have students who come like that. The deadline is up. Oh, please, I beg. Oh, please, I beg. Please, focus on what is important. And don't think it's just your academics that's important. It's not just your academics. One-on-one um, -on -one time, those of you who are in final year, I put Najib's name here, but that's for final years. You know your, your year group advisor. Selassie is the year group advisor for third years. Second year is Alberta. First year is um, Nala. So please, if you're in final year and you have not talked to Najib, then you, I don't know. Like, what are you waiting for? I'm saying it like you're in final. Like, this is January, right? So if you are going to final year in January, then I'm talking to you. I know, obviously, with the whole, you know, but I'm talking like we're in January. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so um, NSS opportunities, how to navigate that, all of that, please. Najib will be the right person to talk to. Um, LinkedIn. How many of you are on LinkedIn? How many of you have, let me think of the word I want to use, have updated LinkedIn profiles? You should have used it within the last month at least. I'm not sure. I think one of the sessions Najib would do for final years, or I think usually it's third and fourth years, is in LinkedIn. It's how to just leverage LinkedIn, right? So first of all, how to create a great account. How to you can't create an account in three months you haven't been on there. That's one of the places that you have to really, really focus on LinkedIn. People are getting opportunities on LinkedIn. LinkedIn to get connected to alumni. Alumni, you know, LinkedIn has a feature where you can see alumni, just see alumni, where they are at, what careers they are in, what countries they are in, what jobs they are in, what roles they are in. And you know, it's easy for an alum to connect with you because you're an Ashesi student. They feel like they can connect with you. And so if you reach out to them on LinkedIn asking for advice, let's say you want to work in Pricewaterhouse. There's an alum who's working in Pricewaterhouse, whether in Ghana or wherever. And you say, oh, um, you know, I really would like to connect with you to talk to you about Pricewaterhouse. I'm interested in it. How can I get into, you know, all of that. And they can just schedule a call, a Zoom chat. 
there you have a child, you've got information. Or the person may even say, oh, you know what, there's actually an opening for this and that and that. Work on your CV, do it this way, send it to me, and I'll help you process it. Just like that. LinkedIn is such a wonderful tool. You can even use that to source for professionals to do your job shadowing with, your informational interviewing with, LinkedIn. But you see, when you reach out to people, they want to they'll come back to your profile. What is there? Some of you don't even have pictures on there. Some of you, your pictures, you are, it's like you're going for a, you know, a party. You don't even have a brand statement. On, how many of you have brand statements on your LinkedIn profiles? What, what is the, the statement under your, your name and your picture? What have you put there? Students of Ashesi University. <laughs> if you are, if, if you are, you are connecting with me, you want to work in uh, what? Vodafone, HR, and I see students of Ashesi. What I want to, I want to understand who you are. You see, I told you that I'm, if you go to my LinkedIn profile, I, I don't have director of Ashesi University because that's not my brand. Because people are going to reach out to me outside of Ashesi University. Who am I outside of Ashesi? I am a career and professional development coach. So you can engage me to do some career stuff for you on the side. Ashesi's role is one of the things that fall into my brand. Career and professional development coach. One of it is Ashesi University. Another is something else. Another is something else. Do you understand? So what is your brand? These are the things that we will be doing with you when you come to for sessions like um, personal branding. But you see it and say, like, what is this personal branding again? I know what my brand is. Fine, full stop. And then you go and write students at Ashesi University. Right? So these are some of the tips and tricks that we want to teach you. So LinkedIn, please. Um, how many of you would say you think you need a LinkedIn session? Okay. Okay. So, so noted. Um, connect to alumni. Connect to alumni. We have an alumni relations officer. How many of you know her? What's her name? Okay. You can ask Jillian to get connected to an alum in the field you're looking for so that you can connect with them and ask questions about how to get into those fields. These are all resources around you. Remember I said making an informed decision. These are, they are around, we are around you. What are you doing with the resource? The resource is not just, you know, it's also human, human resource. What are you doing with the human resource around you? You want to get into communications. There's a communications office in Ashesi. Have you connected with them? to chat with them about what does it entail? What do I need to be paying attention to? You want to go into HR, there's an HR officer at Ashesi. How many of you, are, of you even know, how many of you know the name of the HR manager or director here at Ashesi? Uh -huh. What's her name? Victoria or Vicky, we all call her Vicky. It's all around you. It's all around you. What are you doing with your time? The onus lies on you. How many of you have asked Patrick for a conversation? Two? Three? Do you know you can go and walk into his office and ask to speak with him? 
Are you afraid? I had no and I had yes. Ask him about leadership. How has he found leadership over the years? How has he, what are some of the struggles that he had and how has he mitigated it? What advice would he give to you as a student? Have a conversation with him. It's all around you. School preparation. Those of you who are thinking of going to grad school, we also have information and for you. Those of you who are thinking of going to grad school, opportunities, um, scholarship, etc., and all of that. A lot of it, you have to do the work, but we'll guide you through that. Right? So the thing is, you are, once again, remember that the only reason why you are anxious and stressed is because you have not done the work. So we will help you to build a plan so that you can make sure that you are taking steps, little steps, so that you don't get anxious. You are doing something about it. Okay? And then I said make a plan, commit to it. Prepare to pivot means that life has its twists and turns. I can say, oh, in the next two years, this is my plan. But things may not always go the way that I plan. And it's fine. That is life. That's not when to beat yourself down, think I'm a failure, I'm an all of that. Put wrong labels on yourself. Right? You commit it to God and you, you, you find, just change the plan a bit and keep moving. If you need to talk to people to get more information, understand your, you know, things a bit more, do that and keep moving. Right? Um, some people said masters. Oh, I didn't talk about this. I'll come to this. Masters now or later. So if you ask me personally this question, I'll tell you to work a bit before you go and do your masters. The only time I think I feel like it's okay to go and do your master's straight from university is if the opportunity opens up. So let's say you got um, funding. And I think Docas had that moment that she had that situation. She finished, as soon as she finished, she a MasterCard scholarship to go and do her master's, right? Fully funded everything. I said, why not take it up? Because next year, that opportunity may not be here. But the thing with doing your master's as soon as you're done with school is lack of experience. You need experience, A, to make an informed decision about which master's you're going to take up. Don't just follow the crowd. Everybody's going to do what? Master's in what? Cybersecurity, hey, me too, I'm going. Because they said it's the in thing. Software engineering, AI. These are all good. Don't, don't get me wrong. They're all good. But you want to make an informed decision because even in AI, there are specialized areas within it that you will identify once you get the opportunity to work. So focus on getting experience. Especially those of you who want to do like MBAs. That's what that you can't even do without a uh, working experience. I did my, um, I, I, I won't even call it work. I worked a little after uni, but not for long. And I went to do my master's. And I struggled. Because you're in class with people who are, who are, who worked for five, ten years. They are the ones who are setting the pace for the class. Because as soon as the lecturer says, oh yeah, they know they're, they're moving, you are like, what are they saying? So a lot of the things and concepts I was taught, I understood them when I started to work. I did my master's in 
occupational and organizational psychology. So work psychology, which part of, part of it is career services, training and development, all of that, right? But a lot of it I got to understand after I started working because it was, I hadn't worked before. I couldn't relate to some of the things they were, they were talking about, right? So it helps you to, and to get some work experience, A, so that the being taught, because it's a, not like undergrad, it's very practical. So if you don't have work experience, it's hard to relate. And B, you want to make sure that you are in this. Look, master's is not like undergrad. You, you are spending lots of money, unless you're getting some big-time scholarship. And even with that, you don't want to waste your time. So you want to make sure you're making the right decision. You're talking to people to understand which areas you're, you know, you're working. You're talking to your boss at work. You're talking to your, your colleagues, understanding. And then you work a base, find your niche area. Okay, within AI, this particular area really fascinates me. I think I want to get more understanding. So I'm going to do a master's in that. Then you start to search. Then also you use that opportunity to, you know, find money, <laughs> whether scholarship, if parents are funding, whatever. Because master's money doesn't, is not on the ground. Especially if you want to go outside. You have to think of plane tickets, whatever, and all of that. Accommodation. Right? So it takes time to build that. But it all draws some planning. If I want to go to grad school 2024, um, September, the kind of things I need to be doing now, you have to plan it because you don't know if it doesn't require you to take GRE, GMAT. You have to study. You have to take the exam. The results have to come. What school are you going to? What country? What are the campuses like? What, what, what are the requirements of the different countries? The requirements of the different campuses? The course you're going to study? All of it. The money you will need. How long is it going to take you to get it? What's the plan? Every month is, you know, if mommy is giving me this, I'm saving it. Whatever the plan is. Or scholarship. Where am I going to find scholarship opportunities? You don't just get up and say, I'm going to grad school. It takes planning. So these are some of the things that you can come to us for. Don't wait to finish Ashesia. Now you are sending email. Grad school. I need help. You know? And we have um, grad schools that also come here to do sessions. Recently, we did one for the business students, MBA schools across Europe and, and, and America. How many of you were in it? Great. Once again, you, the honors lies on you to take up those opportunities. I, I left this part out. Focus on your growth and the impact of comparison. I think Apostle mentioned something similar to that. As, actually, when he was talking, some of the things he was mentioning, I was like, has this man seen my slides? <laughs> Comparison, guys, is the thief. Thief of joy, thief of, of, of destiny. How many of you know about the, 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 the parable of the, the talents? Why was somebody giving five, somebody giving three, somebody giving one? Why? We are not all equal. And I'll, my next slide will tell you a bit more about that. Purpose. There's a story that I heard, right, where um, two pastors and in the same area, one pastor been there a bit longer, congregation size of 20 people. Another pastor comes in the area over in a month, he has 1,000 people in his congregation. 20 people pastor say, says, ah, 
I don't have 20 people, just 20 people. I've been here. I've been, what is it that you're doing? I'm not doing it. So, and sometimes when that kind of pressure hits, you start to find ways to, to get what you want that are not right. And this person stands before God one day. And God says, the purpose for which I created you was to save the souls of those 20 people. You know when we stand before God and he says, well done, my good and faithful servant. That's what we are all hoping for. One day we'll stand before our Heavenly Father and he says, well done. If he says something other than that, I'm sorry for you. Second chance, please. This is not a telenovela or second chances. No, 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 no. For him to get that information from his heavenly father, it required him to do the work that God had assigned, which was save the souls of the 20 people. But what was he after? 1,000 and 2,000 people, which was not his calling. Don't look at other people and set yourself, let the metric for that you use, to, your success metrics, be your friend. We compare a lot. Meanwhile, our journeys are different. Our trajectories are different. And I've seen that in students over and over. And you give yourself so much pressure. You look on social media, your friend is, and please, social media, dear, don't use that. Don't, look, the kind of lies... <laughs> I've been linking there. You can all put your stories on it. <laughs> they are lies, and you'll be sitting in your room giving yourself blood pressure because of somebody's lies on social media. I want to be like them, and the the sad part, like the pastor you're going to try and find ways, ways that are not right before your heavenly father to gain what they have. Let's be careful. Comparison steals people's destiny. Focus. When you are running a race, when you are all on the starting points and the whistle blows, the person who starts or moves their leg first is not necessarily the person who ends first. There's a lot that happens between the start and the finish. And then when you are running, if your energy, you expend your energy looking left, right, who's, who's coming, who's coming, who's there? Focus on the end. Keep yourself focused. What is God's purpose for you? And focus on that. Yes, I might not get a Bank of America or Goldman Sachs opportunity once I graduate from Ashesi. I might get an opportunity here in Ghana, but I'll be diligent and focused. In five years' time, that person who got what, how much salary first year because of, after graduation because of Goldman Sachs, you have been so diligent that you have been promoted and your levels, you have even risen above that person. Be focused. Be focused. Be focused on your journey. Our, 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 our journeys and our trajectories are not the same. Don't shortchange yourself 
by focusing on your friend's journey and wanting to be like that. Because for all you know, God giving, uh, has, has set a path for you that is different and even beyond that person's uh, uh, trajectory. And that's kind of taking me into my second point. Okay, no, before I go there. So those of you, please, that plan, you've been told to submit the plan next week. Oh, don't forget, right? This is uh, something I, I put together some years ago, so it's very outdated, the years, but don't focus on that, right? So I was trying to, I shared this with, I think, some ad, um, career advisors in, uh, I forget the institution it was, but trying to figure out how they can support students to build like a plan. So just um, what's your immediate, your timeline? So immediate could be between now, I don't know, if you're in final year, between now and when you graduate, or if you're in second year between now and when you're, so your, your year, your current year. So if, once again, I'm talking like we're in January. So let's your first academic year be your short-term goals or your short-term uh, timeline. Then the, sorry, immediate, immediate. Your year, your, your current year of study, and I say current from January 2024. So that's the, the plan between the, um, the first semester and the second semester. Then your short term, depending on if you are graduated already, let that be within the next two years after that. So if you've graduated, you're going to graduate in 2024, um, um, August or September, I'm not sure which one it is. Um, I mean, you're done in August, I'm not sure when you're graduating. Um, then, so two years after that would be 2025, 2026. So between 2024 and 2026, that'll be your short term. Then maybe medium term will be, um, so I, I want to see till medium term. Long term, you can do that later, but I really would like to see till medium term, right? Or at least, let me make it easier, immediate and short term, okay? Do we all understand? Immediate and short term. So what is it that you want to achieve? So if you, if you see here, you see that whatever you wanted to achieve will be under there, right? What is it going to require? What resources do I need? Do I need a professional to chat with a professional in that space? What are the networks I need? What is the action I need to take? This is, oops, sorry, did I touch? Okay. This is the follow-up for yourself. Maybe um, once you take the action, you can cross this action taken, this action taken, right? Um, these are, forget this part. <laughs> these are other columns you can add to it, right? As you're going through, what are some of the additional plans and actions you're taking? What are essential contacts you've built? Because maybe you say, I need an, somebody in this network. You've built that network or that, that connection. You want to put their details on this document. So it's like a master document for you. You go there and you see everything you've done. If grad school is in the plan, Make sure it's indicated, especially for those of you in the final year. Um, what are some of the things that you didn't do too well in, right? And, you know, lessons learned, whatever. So at least, at least these four columns, resources, networks, action, need three, action needed, at least those three I want to see for your immediate plan and your short-term plan, right? Once again, this is for you. This is for your benefit. We can move on. Right, let's stay, keep it there. This is the second aspect of what I want to share today. And for me, this is the foundation of what we all just said. In the, the, the responses in the survey, I, 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 I portion most of them. So the first one is hand, uh, has been handled in what I shared already. 
The second part is those of you who are, and a lot of you, is how do I know I'm in the will of the Father? What do I need as, as a Christian? What, you know, how, all of that. And remember I said in the beginning that I was really conflicted about how to, which angle to take in this session. Because I was like, initially, came across like I needed to talk just strictly careers. But like I said, there's nobody who meets me who doesn't hear Jesus in my conversation. And it was, I was like, it's going to be really hard to just do that. So when I got the survey responses, I was excited because I was like, yes, this is what I want. Because that is the, the truth of the matter. I cannot come to you and talk careers and not talk God. Because I'll be doing you a huge disfavor. So we are all trying to figure out our careers, what we want to do and all of that. But the most important part of all of this is how are you staying in the will of your heavenly father in that situation, in finding your career? Let's go step by step. Okay. So some of the questions or the responses I got, should I be looking for happiness and passion or money when looking for a job? And somebody said, an external perspective, okay, this is what they're hoping to get today. An external perspective of having a successful career in the world as a follower of Jesus Christ while remaining faithful. So let's look at the first question. What do you think is the answer? It's not simple. Why, why, why is it not simple? Sorry? Mm-hmm. Purpose. Okay. Okay. Thank you. She said purpose. Okay. Yes. Yes. So I said it's complicated because I know someone that their real passion was, say, psychology, but then they ended up doing ACCA because of, you know, situations because they were not getting a job. But once they started doing the ACCA, they got a job. So even though they wanted to follow their passion, it's like, this is what is going to help feed them. Okay, so somebody said purpose, somebody said it's complicated. Okay. Yeah, so I think that question, it can be both mm. or it can be, okay, I just want to put it in a perspective. If you get an offer, two offers, one is your dream job, but the pay is low, and another one is whatever, and the pay is high. I know most of us will take the higher one. You know what? You Thank you for that comment because that's the truth. That I should say students. I'm saying it's the truth, not in the truth for the answer. Or the truth as what you will do. I should say students and money, you don't play. And that's one of the, the headaches of career services. Because you take one, and that's what you do. People, you both have two, two types of commitments you make. The safety net one. This is for safety, just in case. While I'm waiting for the one I want. As soon as the one you want comes. And I always have this question. Is that how you treat your relationships?
Because who tell, who's, what's a guarantee that when you commit to one person, a more attractive person won't come around? There's no such guarantee. Yeah. It's commitment. What are you committing to? Think about your commitment before you make it. But once you make it, you, you keep committed to it. One of the fruits of the Spirit is what? Self-control. Hmm? So you, 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 you come to us so that we can help you to make an informed decision about which opportunity to take. And when you take it, you commit to it. Because we get headaches. If you are, the one you want hasn't come, don't go and find a safety net one. Don't waste somebody, like Apple said, don't go and waste somebody's uh, daughter's time or somebody's uh, son's time. <laughs> don't commit to the opportunity. Make sure that you are making an informed decision and once you make it, you trust that God is going to keep you in there and make you, cause you to excel in it. Right? That jumping ship. But anyway, that's a side, you know. But yeah, that's the truth. A lot of you, that's a, 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 a part of me was going to say, you know, there's this thing that when you're trying to talk to people about, about Christ, it's like, be realistic. Be realistic. Let's be real. I was like, what, who is, who is more realer than, on, than Jesus? But anyway, once again, I digress. <laughs> um, yeah, because that's what you, most of you would do with the money, which I'm not going to say this or that is the answer, right? I'm going to take you through a, a little process. Let's, let's go through this journey together. Like, next, next line. Yes. Oh, who has a bottle of water? Give me this bottle. Thank you. So I call this a purpose-driven life. And I know there's a book like that. I haven't read it. So if it has the same information, great. But this is something I felt the Spirit of God put within me. Right? This bottle in my hand. What's the purpose of this bottle in my hand? To retain water or liquid. Can I use it to cut grass? Technically, show me how. Or you can cut it. <laughs> but would it do it as effectively as something that was designed to cut grass? created you. If God created you, then what was the, the place of your parents? The what? The vehicle for what? For bringing you to earth. Okay. If you ask your parents to create an eyeball, can they create it? Next line. Can someone read this for me? Mm -hmm. Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as my prophet to the nations. 
Amen. Thank you. Um, there's the next one. Please read the next one. Isaiah 44, verse 24. That says, The Lord your Redeemer, who formed you from the womb. I'm the Lord who made all things, who alone stretched out the heavens. Okay. So, who formed you from the womb? The Lord. This one was purpose, right? Yeah. This was the purpose. I set you apart and appointed you as my prophet. So when your creator created you, and at that point, please you can sit down. Thank you so much. At that point, your parents were not there. At that point, your friends were not there. At that point, your professors were not there. It was God. He created you and put his purpose within you. His purpose. Parents are only custodians of the purpose. I have a son. He is not mine. He's God's. I'm only a custodian to make sure that the purpose God placed within him when I was not even there, that that purpose is established. That means what? I have to have my eyes and my ears connected to the creator so that the purpose he has for him, he will download it into me and I can guide that child. Not what I want. I want him to be a pilot. I want him to be a doctor. No. And it's unfortunate because when God brings the purpose in this, into the world, he sets people, parents are the first custodians, but he sets other people in their paths to guide. But unfortunately, when you ask questions like, why do, why do bad things happen in this world if God is there? Because when God created us, and I think Apostle said, he gave us a will. You have the choice. Human beings have the choice. Unfortunately, they make wrong choices. We make wrong choices. And so if you have a parent who's made wrong choices, a, a father who's drinking, beating up the mother, a child growing up that home automatically. And you know, that before I even come to that scenario, the purpose God creates and brings into this world and gives custodians for, what is that, what's the, what's, what's, what's the purpose of the devil? To steal, kill, destroy. Anything that God has established, that is his purpose. You are God's purpose. He created you. So you are in this world, but there's a thief that is after that purpose. So what will he do? From the get-go, the parents who are the first point of custodianship, he moved them off. You see, he needs to move you out of the purpose. Because when you're working in that purpose, you are a force to reckon with. He needs to move you out. And so the parents who are the custodians, of that purpose, unfortunately, sometimes are not in that place. They're not in their position. And so that child's life already, and you see a lot of people who grow up having adult traumas, it's as a result of childhood traumas, unresolved childhood traumas. And it's not just, you know, we hear a lot about stress and, and, and what's the other one that we hear about? Depression and all. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. It's a, it's, it's a strategy. The devil is strategic. You see, until you as a child of God begin to realize that, you are not battling with the physical things you are seeing. It's deeper than that. Because the devil is strategizing. 
and you are just eating and drinking your, 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 your tea and your wine. The devil is strategic. Before he comes, he has a strategy. And so his strategy is before that purpose is born, I need to move these people out of the way. But the thing is, God is a deliverer. And whenever prayers come in, he can make it right. Right? So let's go on. So your creator, your, 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 your purpose is embedded in your creator. Let's go on. Not your parents. Your parents are great. They are trying to help us. One thing that Apostle said, which I really love, some of you maybe are here because and studying, doing majors that maybe you're not excited about, but mommy said, daddy said, do it, which is fine. They are the ones paying your fees, right? So do it. We've had students who come to us and say, I, I want to, I really want to venture, it's maybe not in terms of major, but in terms of maybe an internship or doing something different. They're not sure how to communicate that to their parents. And we walk them through the process. And one thing that he shared, and you know what, when, so let me tell you, my own background, I did science in, 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 in secondary school. And I was, I went to university, University of Ghana, my, and my first, my undergrad. I did biological sciences. At that time, that's how you could get to medicine. My mom's dream, my parents' dream was for me to be a doctor. And I hated it. I didn't want it. It was terrible. But how do you convince them that that's not, because you, you have to understand it for yourself, right? I was able to, to by second year, I switched to psychology, so it was great. Um, I had to have a conversation with them. The thing is, your parents want what's best for you to the best of their ability. They want what's best for you. And sometimes in trying to find what's best for you, they, their own will comes to play, right? And so you have to be able to come to a place where you can explain to them what it is that you want to do. Don't just say, oh, I don't want to do it, I want to do this. Your mom is used to holding your hands across the road because she wants to protect you from coming, cars coming in and out, right? So to the point you can display to her that you know how to stand by the roadside, look left, right, left again, and cross the road. She's not going to leave your hand. Because she wants us what's best for you. So till you tell her that this is, or him, your parents, that this is why I want to move into this. These are the things I've done. These are the, I've spoken with a career advisor. These are the skills I can, I've built. These are the things I've done. This is the, the um, um, feedback I've received from my advisors. I really want to do this. You give me between this and now and six months. Let me try it. And I'll give you feedback. Let, you know, keep them in there. Let them feel confident that you know what you're talking about. It's not just a fleeting excuse that I don't want to do it. They'll be hesitant, but they'll give you a bit of, okay, you try, let's see, try. And they are watching. And you have to be diligent to make sure that you prove them and show them results. Right? So it's possible. It's possible to, to do that. But like I'm saying, they are custodians, but sometimes, you know, parents, parenthood is not easy. Oh. <laughs> it's not easy. But you have to be tuned into the antenna of heaven to be able to understand the purpose of God for that child, right? So it's not your parents. Godly parents submit to the authority of Christ to hear his voice concerning the purpose he has given to them. There are many times I look at my son, things I want to do, and I, I have to go into prayer concerning him, and God gives me direction about him. 
God gives me that time. I remember he was much younger trying to do his homework. And my son is very energetic. And he would sit down. And I just got frustrated. And I just called my husband and said, you know, just deal with him. I can't. And I had to take my bath. And I was asked about him. felt the Holy Spirit was telling me that be patient. That wish you are hoping he would do, he would, he would get to that milestone. Be patient. And truth, that's, that was the truth. After some time, my son started doing it. I didn't have to be, oh, you know, and chastise him. God was taking over it. It takes us to hear from the voice of God, right? But one, back again to the strategy of the devil, right? Your creator, the one who put the purpose within you, is not your parents. Let's go to the next one. It's not your friends. Your friends were not there when God put the purpose within you. Why are you giving them the opportunity to speak into your life what is not true? Or the people around you. People say, oh, you're not good enough. Or this, uh, this opportunity. Or even sometimes you yourself. You are your own. You know, the world, once again, the devil is very strategic. The world is, is pushing an agenda of self without us realizing. Self-love, self-this, self-that. Look, your own mind. If you say self-love, the times you doubt yourself in your own mind. If you are relying on the self-love yourself, will you love yourself? No. It is, it is only through Christ Jesus. Only. It's that concept of self that brought Lucifer down. And he's being strategic to, to parcel it in a nice way that the world is not seeing. Putting all self and self and yourself and... You, Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. So, not your friends. The labels that people put upon you. Making you feel like you're not good enough. These are not the people who put the purpose within you. They were not even there when the purpose was being created. So, why are you giving them the room to do that to you? Unfortunately, when those things are happening... There's a question I have on the other slide, but I'll bring it up forward. If I want to know the purpose of this, let's say I don't know. If I want to know the purpose of this bottle, how do I get to know? Sorry? <laughs> the one who manufactured it, right? In the absence of the one who manufactured it, what is there? The manual. What is your manual? How many of you go to the Bible? The creator is the manufacturer or his manual. But when you are, you are tackled with difficulties in your career, in your life, in your relationship, it is your friends. Your friends who would also give you wrong advice because they themselves are doing the wrong thing. You need to go back to your creator to understand the purpose that he has for you. You need to go back to your creator. 
and you need to go to his manual. The Bible is a blueprint in life. Unfortunately, the world is trying to make it look a cake. Look, you have to hold the Bible and put it under your armpit and go everywhere. I'm not saying like the physical Bible, but the word of God. Or else, you end up in a ditch without you realizing that you are in a ditch. The devil is sneaky. Don't, don't, don't think. The devil is sneaky. You are in a battle, but you are, you are, you are. <laughs> the devil is sneaky. Like Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. And that's the strategy he's been using. He still uses it. That's the same strategy. You know about the armor of God. The helmet of salvation. The breastplate of righteousness. The shield of faith, the sword of the helmet of salvation, right? Is and all of the all of the parts of the, the armor are, are on are the word of God. All of it. All of it is based on the word of God. So if the word of God is not guiding and the physical armor guards the the head when you're in a physical battle, but spiritually it guards your mind. That is where the devil sits if you allow him. Your mind. Your mind. And those of you who don't have the word of God, that's what I wanted. Someone said that the, the devil used you, you are, your, your mind as a kebab. Spicy kebab. Your mind. Because your mind is taking information every single second. You're saying, oh, uh, and, you know, be realistic. What I'm saying is not because you feel like, some of you say that's why God gave us brains for us to think. Eh. The person who is wisdom, what he's saying, you think you are wiser than it. And I'll give you an example. And I'm, I'm bringing it back to careers. I, I, I need to set the foundation. You know, we got Netflix some time ago. Actually, I hardly even watch it. Because my son is always watching cartoons. And a few times after watching some of the movies, and it hit me. And I was like, and it's interesting, when, when you decide to, to allow the Spirit of God to work in you by spending time in His presence, He will begin to open your eyes to a lot of things. Because I had never thought of it before then. I was like, we watch movies. In every movie, boy meets girl. As soon as that happens, where? In bed. No, it's the truth. It's, it's there. It's a norm. Even in our sitcoms, friends, what? All the, it's there. It's like, it's, it's not even something you should even think twice about. And we watch it. We watch it not because we want to watch that, but it's in it. And without our knowledge, our mind is being wired. So when you are old enough and you have a boyfriend or a girlfriend, it's easy for you to jump into bed without thinking about it. Your mindset has been wired without you realizing it. It's a strategy of the devil. And you open yourself up to so many things when you do that. So many spiritual things. You have a will, remember. The devil, I was talking about the garden, Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. The word of God was there. God said, of all the trees, you can eat of it, but of this particular tree, don't. The day you eat it, you will die. 
That was his word. We all have the word of God, what he says. The serpent came to Eve the first time and said, did God really say, you know, she was successful the first time. She said yes. She repeated the word of God back to the devil. How many of us can do that? You even need to know the word to repeat it to the devil. Some of your prayers are, are empty. God, 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 what should God do for you? Pray his word. It's his spirit and his life. Pick his word and pray it. The devil has to flee where the word of God is. Pray his word. You need to know his word to pray it. The, the serpent came the second time. He will, obviously, he's going to and fro. He won't go and sit down. He came again. He says, you will not die. Your eyes will be open. You become like God. Sounds pleasing. That is the world in your ears. The people around you, the social media, everything else that is saying, everything uh, 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 apart from the word of God. That is it. And because you don't have the word to safeguard yourself, you are taking it in. The helmet of salvation is absent. So it's feeding your mind. It's feeding your mind and it goes into your heart. Because that's the seat of the will. You make your will from your heart. The heart, what, what, which arm am I supposed to guide the heart? Breastplate of righteousness. Righteousness is from the word. Right? You don't have it. So it goes into your heart. What does it say? Then Eve saw that the fruit was pleasing. Why didn't she see that it was pleasing all along? Because she has believed the lie. What have you believed? Who is talking to you? Who are you listening to? Who are you watching that you have believed? Who took the fruit and ate it? Was it the serpent? It was Eve. Deception. The devil deceived Eve. She ate the fruit. That has been his strategy till now. He makes sure that information out there will feed you wrong information if you allow yourself. Because you are not surrounding yourself with God and his word and his presence. The friends you keep, what are they saying? When you go through a situation and you're in trouble, and you're, will they say, hey, or are they going to tell you that, let's go, what is the word of God saying? What is God, let us go back in prayer. Do you have friends like that? Or every time, what's the latest in social media? What's the latest in this? What the, you know, you're chatting, hey, hey, you're laughing, quack, quack, quack. the devil is planning against you. The devil is strategizing against you and you are in bed enjoying tea and coffee. Read the word. What did I say? Read the word. If I tell you that if you don't read the word by, by the end of tonight, you will not have any air to breathe. Like, I will be finished the sentence. You'll be running to go and get your Bible to read. Because you want to breathe. But that is it. If you want to breathe, you need the word. Spiritually breathe, you need the word. Don't play with it. Don't. If you need to know how to read the word, I'm sure, you know, there are lessons in the, the, the ministry that could help you with that. If you want to come and talk to some of us, we are more than happy to help. But you need to read the word. You need to surround yourself with friends who are also keeping their eyes in the word. If I have a problem in my marriage and I go to a woman and she says, or even let's say I'm not even having a problem in my marriage. And she says, hey, man, eh, hmm, 
don't allow a man to do this. Your man, I'll go to my innocent husband who hasn't done anything, no. And I'll be already tormenting him with what I, like, you know, already giving him attitude when he has not done anything because somebody has put a lie in my mind. Who is talking to you? Who is advising? Who is giving you counsel? Who is giving you counsel? It's very, very important. You have to have friends who are passionate about God, who will remind you. And those of you who are in relationships, please, you let's go to the next one. I'm coming. Not your teachers. I'll come to the relationship. Not your teachers, right? Sometimes your, your teachers and your professors put a label, a wrong label on you. Sometimes you may have a professor who says, ah, this thing you asked, right? You, you can't get enough people like you. You are so discouraged. The labels that people put on you, don't accept it. Is that, is that who God said you were when he created you? He said you are chosen. He did not say you are chosen. You are redeemed. Nothing can separate him from uh, his love for you. Nothing can separate you from his love for him. That is who God says that he, you are. But why are you believing a lie that you're not good enough? Take the label off. Some of you have... Uh, there have been labels that have been put on you since, I don't know. And you've taken also, you're feeling, you have, you have self-esteem issues. Who are you deciding to believe? The one who created you or everybody else? Let's go to the next one. I've spoken about certain things about, let's go to the next one. Not your boss at work, etc. Not your boyfriend or girlfriend. They were not there when God put his purpose in you. The one who put his purpose in you says that do not fornicate. But your boyfriend will tell you, oh, if you love me, you'll do it for me. The weather is cold. Does your allegiance lie to? Is it your boyfriend, your girlfriend, or to your creator? You are only going to be okay and do well, not even okay. You are only going to excel when you are working in the purpose that God has created. When you are working in it, when you are retaining the water, you are not cutting grass. You are only going to excel when you are working in that purpose. That is the, the long and short of it. And everything else that the devil positions to take you off, you have to make a choice not to accept it. You have to make a choice. And this is what is, is, is stealing a lot of destinies and identities in the youth today. If you will get this for yourself, trust me, a lot of things will change for you. In the name of love, boy tells you, I love you. Look, that love do something that the person doesn't like. See where the person loves you. I can't tell you I love you because you are my good, like, I, we, are, we are jelly, we are fine. Do something to hurt me right now. See, see whether I'll, I'll tell you I love you. That is human being love. Why is it that two people are in love right now, all lovey-dovey, the next minute they are literally at each other's throats? Because you we can't trust, this body, you can't trust it. Your own self, you can't trust it. It is the love of the Father in us. That is why we allow him to transform us. So that we can represent his love. 
His love is only downloaded into us by his spirit. So that we are living and walking in his love. That unconditional love. That while we were yet sinners. He said he did this to demonstrate his love for us. That while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. When we were his enemies. That is the love that God wants. In a marriage, the only way you can sustain a marriage is when you have that kind of love. I don't love my husband because he does everything I want him to do. He gets me upset sometimes. But it's because the spirit of God, I yield myself to the spirit of God so that he can work his will in me and I can love him regardless. It's not my ability. I can't do it without the spirit of God. That's the kind of love. But this boyfriend, girlfriend, feelings, feelings, feelings. And you follow that feelings and you go and disobey your creator. Meanwhile, he has in store for you somebody who, can, who is going to love you like he created you to be loved. And when they, you know, look, especially, look, guys, especially guys, you know what? Allow me to digress, I beg. You have to, uh, what's the word? Mm. No. You, 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 uh, the word is not coming. But you have to um, create that attitude of connecting your ears to the voice of, 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 of heaven. Right? Because one day you're going to become husbands. The wife, and those of you who are women empowerment, look, that is God's order. The husband is the head over the wife. But you know, I won't even go to marriage you know, right now, but it's, it's a, a symbiotic relationship, right? Where the wife is dependent on the husband. The, wife, the husband is also dependent on the wife. I won't go into that. That would be too much digression. <laughs> but um, the husband, who's the head of the husband? Jesus Christ. God, Jesus Christ. And if, be careful, let me go to women first. Be careful who you decide to say I do to one day. Because whatever he is submitted to is what you are going to be submitted to. If he is submitted to, and, 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 and the Odoewu starts killing you. When they, you said Odoewu, love is dead. If the, the love starts killing you, then you are complaining. <laughs> if, be careful who you decide to submit to. Because automatically, you are submitting to whatever he is submitted to. So if he is not in the word, no one will forget it. So the devil is going to chew you. Kebab. Look, Joseph and Mary, Joseph and Mary, right? It took Joseph to, be, to hear the voice of God concerning Mary and Jesus. When Mary was not yet married to Joseph, the angel appeared to her, right? As soon as she got married to Joseph, every revelation came to Joseph. Every revelation came to Joseph. The revelation of the, uh, that uh, uh, he was, Herod was after his life, it came to Joseph. They moved to Egypt, came to Joseph. Moving back to, from Egypt, the revelation came to Joseph. 
So if the man, the husband, no, no man, no, I'm not saying a boyfriend, girl, I'm saying this is for your future. Oh. Because right now you're in a relationship. Some of you will get married to the people you're in a relationship with. Maybe not. But I'm saying, but I'm saying, be careful of the choices you are making. Be careful of the choices you are making. Because if the man is not tuned to the heavenly frequency to hear about you and your children, kebab. So be careful of the choices you are making. Be very, very, very careful. The boyfriend or girlfriend that you have, let them be in the word of God with you. Because you know what? The decisions, the reason why this is very important for careers is we make decisions based on information around us. And the people who we surround ourselves with make an input in that decision. So your boyfriend is staying in, in, in Ghana or traveling to America, so you also want to travel. Is that the purpose of God for your life? It's real. Oh. Guys, no, listen, listen. I know, I know we are excited about the things we are hearing, but this is, this is, this is, this is happening. This is hap and some of you are in those situations. You are not connected to the Father, to your Creator, for Him to download into you His purpose for you, but you are listening to your boyfriend or your girlfriend who has no information whatsoever concerning your destiny and your future. He is looking at his feelings, so, or her feelings, both ways. Slay queens. They will slay you. They will, not by the spirit, oh, they will slay you. There are women who are deployed to, to disrupt the destinies of men. Look, you people, want, like I keep saying, not now, but you, in future, when you are husbands, you are the frontliners. In battle, who does the attack come to first? The frontliners. Because if the devil moves you out of, your, of God's will for you, he doesn't just move you. Automatically, he's moving the woman and the children. If he moves you out of God's will, He's moving you with a battalion. And he, he won't wait for you to become a husband before. It is now. Now when you are forming your habits, now. The world will tell you that uh, a man, uh, a, a man were not created to, to, to marry or to be with one woman. Who said that? And you, even as you are a Christian, you have taken that narrative on. So as for you, dear, as, pay as you go. Empty. 
Because normally or no, you can tell yourself, those of you do boys, boys. Somebody, oh, me, I'm not like that. I'm a Christian. But the company you keep, you are automatically, whether you like it or not, a result of the company you keep. You are in a chassis over time. You've had ethics, integrity over and over. I can tell you for a fact that my, my level of ethics and integrity has increased dramatically since coming to a chassis because it's the environment around me. I can tell you that I have grown in ways I didn't think I would because of the learning environment that a chassis creates here. When I, I encounter counterparts in other places, I go to international conferences, and the things we're doing here in Ashes, some of them don't even have some of the things we are doing here. It's the environment that has been created here. You are automatically a sum total of the environment you keep. Whether you like it or not, be careful of the friendships you make. They should grow you, not just growing you professionally, but they should grow you in your knowledge of Christ. Make sure that they are helping you return to the way the word, when you wake up in the morning, some people will say, let's pray, let's hold our hands and pray. You're going through something. There are times you're going through, you know, situations, you don't even have the willpower to pray. But you need people around you who will look and say, will hold your hand up in prayer. If you don't have that kind of friends, then please go and do a, a, an audit of your friendships. You need friends who will keep your eyes in the word of God. Social media, popular opinion. I've talked about men are not supposed to be one woman. Please, that thing is, is so wrong. Self-control, I told you, is a fruit of the spirit. The devil's strategy is to keep you in a place where you are removed from where God wants you to be. And when he removes you, he's removing you, your, your career, your relationship. Your, he's moving everything. Let's be careful. The word of God has to be a part and parcel of us. The spirit of God will remind you of the word of God. So if you want the move of the spirit, you have to make sure that the word of God is within you. The prayers you pray, if you don't have the word of God, you are praying empty prayers. One of the scriptures I love, we take captive every thought. This is 2 Corinthians. We make it obedient to Christ. The weapons we work with are not the weapons of this world. We demolish every argument and pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. If you are struggling to, to, to study, you say, I take captive my own thought and make it obedient to Christ. And making it obedient to Christ means that you are making it obedient to the word, to every will that God has put within you, the purpose of God for your life. You are making your mind obedient to it in the name of Jesus. If there are people who are circulating wrong things about you, you pray, I take captive every thought. Their own thoughts. You're going for an interview. The thoughts of the people on the panel. I take captive every thought. Make it obedient to Christ. If it's God's will that I get this, it will happen in Jesus' name. You pick the word of God and you take it into prayer. Don't say this interview, I'm afraid though. I don't know if I'll get it all. You have a sword in your hand. And you don't even know you have a sword. The sword is the word of God. And the devil has to flee when you use the word of God. But he knows that you are a first record woman if you have the word of God. So what will he do? He will take your eyes off the word of God. Because if you don't have it, then you don't have power. 
pick the sword and use it. You have a sword by you and an enemy is coming to attack you. And the sword is, is, is by your side. You know, you can take it and slay the enemy, but the sword is by your side. Because either you don't know you have it or you don't know how to use it. And the devil is chewing you as kebab. The w- women will give ourselves, oh, what, you know, as part of your career, thinking of, oh, at what point do I get married? At what point do I? <laughs> I'll tell you this. I got married at the age of, of 34, 32, 34, anyway. But in my plan, I wanted to get married at uh, like 24, 25. Right? And I keep saying that if I had met my husband at 24, 25, I would probably not have married him. Because I was too... Miniashi. I run out of melody. Life, God has mellowed some of us. Like I was too... How do I say it in English? <laughs> yeah, but... The, and the kind of... If you had asked me then, what kind of man... The kind of man I would describe is the opposite of my husband. But he was the one who I needed. I tell you, when people ask me, how did I know he was the one? I tell you, I had peace. Peace within me. And anytime you experience peace, it's a, a sign of the presence of God. Because the devil cannot give you peace. I had peace within me. Oh, no, no, no. Not the feelings kind of peace, oh. It's from the heart. You know, the spirit of, it, it, I don't know, it's in the heart. You are at peace within yourself. Not the butterfly, so the butterfly is not peace. So you have people saying, hey, when will you get married? You're putting pressure on yourself. When you get married, were they there when God was putting the purpose within you? When God put in you, he said, at this age, this lady, whoever you are, what's your name? Ayeyi, you get married at this age, at that age. We were not there. So who are we now to come and tell you when you should get married? Then you give yourself pressure to go and get married. Then you go and marry some some Kiba. <laughs> and remember the devil's agenda. Is to keep you out of line with the will of God for you. So already you are marrying somebody who's not for you. Look, the worst mistake you can make is marrying the wrong person. Your life has ended. So as you are in relationships now, make sure the spirit of God is leading you. Is leading you. If the person you are with trying to, you know, for, I've had, you know, look, I'll come to a few, uh, my journey and share a few things with you. My purpose in Ashesi is not just for career services. But it is for young people like you. I've had um, students come into my office crying. I pray. I hold their hands and I pray. I've, I've prayed for several people in my office. Right? So it's, it's, it's a purpose life. Where is God taking you according to his purpose? 
according to his purpose and not according to what people think. When, what time you should have been married? What time you should have been this? And you, so you are chasing that. Moves you out of God's purpose for you. Every part of your career, your everything is moved out. And you don't understand why things are happening the way. Till you return to God in prayer, God will direct you. If married, you married or I don't have the air, God will help you to manage the, the situation. You know? So make the right choices. The people you are listening, what, what are you, li- look, there's a former satanist, if you, you get on YouTube, it's called John Ramirez. Listen to his story. John Ramirez, R-A-M-I-R-E-Z. He was a former satanist. He said, guard your portals. He's been there. He was serving Satan. He used to call Satan his father. He said, guard your portals, your ears, your eyes. That's how the devil comes in. What you watch, what you see. Look, if the devil wants to get you to fornicate at the end of today, he will strategize. You, are, you wake up in the morning. Maybe you're, you're, Sometimes you guys are chatting. You think, oh, it's normal conversation. Oh, hey, like, you know, this girl and I did this and that. You're happy. Quack, 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 quack. You won't pray. Oh. The mind, remember, the mind is the, the tool. He's feeding it in little by little. You, then you are scrolling on your phone. Look, I'm, I've been very, since the God started revealing things, I've been very careful what I watch on my phone. You're not just scrolling through your phone. No. I'm telling you, you're, your mind is taking information every second. Does your mind come and ask you, oh, I, should you take this information on or should we shouldn't take it? It is entering, whether you like it or not. You are scrolling through your phone. You are seeing some, uh, and look, the devil is strategic. Some of the things don't even look, it, you know, it doesn't even have to be porn. All of those of you are watching porn, and you are kebab already. <laughs> you are kebab already. You have to pray for the Spirit of God to break that cycle. It's demonic. You have to break it. I know young people are facing some of these issues, and we laugh about it, but it's real. You have to pray and ask the Spirit of God, the blood of Jesus, to cut it, cut, cut it off from it. Because it's one of the ways the devil is stealing people's identity. It's not just something you're watching, no. It's demonic, it is strategic. And some, one of the things, you know, you watch all of this, when you get married one day, you want your husband or your wife to do the gymnastics you've been watching. And they can't do it. Then all of a sudden, hey, did I marry the, wrong, the right person or the wrong person? But you don't realize that your mindset, it takes the, the spirit of God to change that mindset. You are scrolling over. Remember I said the devil wants to get you to fornicate at the end of the day. You are scrolling. Oh, you are laughing. He, maybe if you are watching a sitcom and they are doing, oh, boy, miss girl, end of bed. Boom. You know, you are going. By the time you realize, and maybe, look, he will put certain things in your way. And it takes your, the spirit of God to give you discernment. Sometimes the thoughts you have, you, I have to tell him, I rebuke this thought in the name of Jesus. You think it's just a thought. It's not a thought. Not just a thought. It is strategic. I keep sharing this time, this experience my, I had with my husband. So I prayed, a, a friend of, well, three of us, we prayed for another lady who was having issues in her marriage. It was during the COVID time. So it was on phone. We had a conference call. We prayed for her. I mean, that was also another whole, you know, we prayed for her. We were done. So she left the call. So it was myself, a friend, another friend of mine, and a gentleman. The two of us, the lady and myself, were married, but the guy wasn't. And he, he, he was like, before we get off the call, he feels like he needs to pray for us. Because he stood in intercession for someone's marriage. He feels like the devil will come and start our marriages. 
We prayed about it. That was it. That evening, I even forgot about the prayer. That evening, some non-star arguments my husband and I had. Like something that happened years ago, it became, oh. And at that time, my son was young, he's sleeping in a court, but the court was too big. So moving in each and out of our room was a bit problematic. So we kept it in the, in the hall. So that's where my, my son would sleep. But my husband slept there with me, right? So that, like, banter. And then we all decided to go to bed. Usually we prayed together before we sleep, but no prayer. Everybody's upset. Be your corner, then be my corner. And I was as it's like I was uh, as soon as my head hit the pillow, I remember the I remember the prayer. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. It's not about the argument; it's deeper. There are demons that have been deployed to make sure he bring enmity between you and your husband, because the devil doesn't like marriage. I just want you to understand that the devil is being strategic, and if you are not strategic yourself with your your relationship with Christ. And you are just going in life, you are give up. And my, you know, later on, my husband told me, you know, when I was going to sleep, though, I, a part of me was like, should I? You know, my husband, we have different ways of resolving conflict. He's the kind of person who doesn't like to talk immediately. He wants to just, you know, have a bit of time to think before he comes. I want us, let's resolve it here and now. Right, we're trying to find a middle ground. So I was like, should I go and talk to him about it? Should I, you know, because he had gone to bed at the time. I was like, you know what, it's fine. I'll talk to him in the morning. But I was like, you know what, I feel like the devil is going to use this time to try and create more conflict. And later on, he tells me this after everything. He says he was trying to sleep and trying to forget and say it was not a big deal. But his voice kept telling him, no, 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 your wife is at fault. So that's the devil trying the mind. And it takes you to say, I rebuke every evil thought, every voice of deception, I silence in the name of Jesus. It's not just a thought. Any thought that's telling you that you are, you are, you are lower than what God has... Look, the devil has been defeated. The devil is, is, is being condemned. The condemned being is telling you a child of God, created in the image and likeness of God, that you are not good enough. So he, we, the morning we woke up, I, I couldn't really sleep. <laughs> I woke up, I joined a prayer meeting. Our church had this prayer meeting for women. I just joined and prayed. And when he woke up, I was like, I told him about the. And it takes, look, be careful who you marry. Because he was spiritually sound, we could move over the argument. We realized it's not about the argument. We dropped it. We went into prayer. We held hands and we prayed. I was like, devil, my home, my marriage, no. The devil is strategic. And you have to make sure that you immerse yourself in God, in his word, in his presence. The devil, look, you watch these African movies, they make it look like uh, every time like the, the, people, the demonic people uh, are winning over the Christian. If you are in Christ, nothing can touch you. Nothing. Unless you are half and half, don't he spew you out of his mouth. But you are in position. The devil is even afraid of you. 
Because when you speak, you are speaking from faith. Faith is not based on what you can do. I'm nothing without God. But faith based on who I have decided to trust. And I know that God can do it. And I have faith. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing what? So if the word of God is out, where's the faith? There's fear. You are afraid. Your, your, your family people, who are the family people? I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. You are sanctified. Look, the blood of Jesus, it should be one of the things under your armpit. The blood of Jesus. Plead it. Cover yourself. I plead myself in the blood of Jesus. When you're going to sleep, you're sharing rooms with people. Who Do you know them? I plead the blood of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. And the blood of Jesus is one of the tools God has given us. The name of Jesus. At the mention of the name of Jesus, what? Every knee must bow. Look, it's not just where so. This is life. God said, my, the words I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. So you pick it and you action it. You're not just a, a hearing Christian. You are actioning it. He said, by their fruits, you will know them. Not by their words. It's the character. You take, look, one of the things the devil is trying to do is to, to mar the name of Jesus Christ. We watch movies. Look, anytime I watch, sometimes I'm watching something on my phone, like uh, these dramas and stuff like that. It's interesting. You want to know where it's going to. Then they are using the name of Jesus profanely. They're swearing with the name of Jesus. As soon, doesn't matter, sometimes it's a shame. Like, I, I don't know the end of the movie, but I, I move past it. Because the more you listen to those things, the more it's... That when you are speaking the name of Jesus next time, it has no power. Because the, all you've been hearing is the name of Jesus being used to swear. Why are the, the people in the world, why the name of Jesus Christ? Have you asked yourself? Because it's power. If you get it right, it's power. So the devil has to find a way to remove that power in your, in your mind and in your, in your voice. You're watching movies and things that are profaning the name of Jesus Christ. It's a strategy. Because when you mention the name of Jesus Christ, the devil has to flee. If you mention it in power, yeah, the devil has to flee. I'm almost done. I've talked about this already. No, 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 wait. So all the things we spoke about, how are you able to do all of these things? By knowing what your Heavenly Father has said about you and the life that he wants for you. Look, the God speaks through his word but he also speaks to us in different and unique ways. I found out that he speaks to me a lot through what I watch. But you, you figure it out when you spend time in his presence. In his presence means in his word, praying and fellowshipping, worshipping, surrounding yourself with godly content. Godly people discussing the word of God together. Look, I've had a passion to have like something, and that's why I say I thank God for KCF and groups like this. Just to, some of these things that God has put in my heart, to just speak to young people about it. Let's be praying. Let's find, look, if you take God out of the, the equation, eh, to be prayerful, you, know, you need to know what your heavenly father has said about you. It is in his word. Let's go. Created for his glory. Every opportunity he brings away, this is so important, look, is for one purpose, to bring glory to his name. 
It was never about us. What we, we, when you think of career, you want to, oh, a career that will make me happy. You want happiness. Or a man who will come and do this for me. We are all seeking happiness. Happiness. The purpose is not for you to be happy. It's to glorify God. That is one thing you need to get right. It is not for you to be happy. I can get another job. I can do other things, but God put me here because there's a reason. He puts you, look, there's another, go down, there's a statement. Um, go down again. I don't know if it's here. Go down. Or is that, okay, now let's go back. I think the last slide is the one that's showing, right? He plants us in places according to his purpose, not your happiness. He says, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. That is the purpose. Every part of your life is to glorify God, your career, your relationship, everything. And that is purpose-driven. So he's putting you into that job not because you need it in your pocket. But how am I glorifying God in this job? By their fruits, you know them. There are some of you, if people say, oh, this person is Christian, like, ah, are you sure? Because the fruits that you are showing, because the word of God is not guiding your heart and your mind. You're hearing it, but it's not going here. You are the light of the world. Every corner you go, People should feel the presence of God. I'm not saying go and hold somebody's head and say, hey, give your life to Christ and push their person's head. Oh. Your character should show Christ. Say some of you say, me, I'm a, I'm a Christian. If you bring yourself, I'll put my Bible away. Oh. Let's be realistic. That's what they will tell you. Your happiness lies in working in the fulfillment of God's purpose for your life. If you want to be happy, Make sure you are working in the fulfillment of God for your life. He says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. And then all other things. Let's go on. <laughs> so I wanted to just share a few. So one of the things just quickly to share. Um, I never got career guidance growing up. I, I, my MBTI, personality test, my profile, the first career was what? Career counselor. I was already a career counselor. The steps of the righteous are ordered by God. Let's go. God plants you where he needs you, not where you want to be. Seek his face concerning your career. We've talked about all the things you should do. But in doing all of that, the, mid, the, 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 the foundation of it all is, where do you need me, oh God? my father and my creator. Because when you created me, you had a purpose. So until I'm working in that purpose, my life is complete. So help me to work in that purpose. Like I said, God speaks to us in unique ways. It could be through his word. It could be through, but he speaks, he will speak to you. You will get to know it when you keep spending time in his presence. That is how you get to know how he speaks to you. And sometimes he may not speak to you directly, but he will begin to guide you. Like move here. 
God, some opportunities are not for you. So if they don't, if so first you are in His presence and you are under His covering, and the opportunity doesn't work out, praise God. It looks like it was a great opportunity, it didn't work out. Give thanks to God. I had a, a friend, she's an alum. She used to um, teach here part, part-time. Opportunity opened, a full-time opportunity opened up for her here. And, I mean, she, I don't know anybody who's more qualified than that lady. So we're all hopeful. We're like, oh, this is no, like, uh, rocket science. She, she'll get it. She went through about three interviews. She didn't get the job. And she, she was asked, I was like, I don't even know. I don't know why. Like, this doesn't make sense. Three months down the line, she had a, a job with uh, Google. Amazing opportunity she never dreamed of. If she had accepted this one, would that one have come? Because God has a plan. You go on to do an interview. The interview doesn't work out. Oh, I'm a failure. I'm crying. But if you had gotten that job, there's a boss in that job that would have frustrated your life. And God is taking, keeping you away from that because you have decided to give your destiny over to him and say, God, your purpose and not mine. Therefore, in following your purpose, if something doesn't work out, I'm not going to grieve and be sad, but I'm going to rejoice because I know you have my, 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 my best interest at heart. Something happened to me. I think I'm on the last slide. Oh, okay, there we go. My leadership journey, you know what, maybe another day I'll share that. But it's, it's been interesting. Here in Ashesi, look, God will groom you for what he needs you to do. There are times, look, he said you, uh, he prunes us, right? That's John, right? When you're pruning something, you're cutting things off. It. It's not a comfortable, it's not nice. It's difficult. But it's for our good. So in your career journey, you have times that God is pruning you. You're going through tough times. You don't understand. It's for your own good. I've had a tough leadership journey. I made mistakes, terrible mistakes, things I didn't know. It took God to transform my heart, to transform my leadership. Because I was making mistakes with my team. Terrible mistakes, toxic environment. I didn't understand. It it took one conversation, and the Spirit of God had to caution me to be humble going to that conversation. A conversation with people who I was leading. I was the head of the department. They gave me, gave me feedback, hard feedback. I cried in that conversation, that meeting. Because it was true, but it was harsh. But that was the transformation, the point where God started to change who I was. Because he said, I cannot put my word in you without taking out these things out from you. He had to prune me. So there are times that God prunes you. I'm saying it so that you know because you'll experience it in your journey. It's not always going to be fun and roses. And if I, you know, recently I had it, actually just last week I had a meeting with my team. So my team has gone through transitions. It's not the same people, but the people then now, and they were saying, we had a, a little icebreaker se- uh, s- um, session and did a, some feedback for all of us. And the things they said, I was just so emotional listening to so I was like, gosh, you have brought me so far. 
And I remember telling the man of the like, if you knew where I came from, like it's like night and day. But God changed me. He changed my heart and how I treated people around me. Because he can't put his word in me when those things were in the inside of me. But once again, his purpose. He pruned me for what? His purpose. Financial gain, the money God puts in your pocket afterwards. Those of you are saying, should it be for uh, money or pepper? The money God gives you as a child of God is not for you and your family. We are chasing money. We feel like money answers all things. Look, that money is not for just you and your family. I'm not in a chassis for money in my pocket. Or else where I'll be, I'll be in corporate. Purpose driven. Because I can have the money in my pocket and I'll be sweating. Have you seen somebody in AC car and they are sweating? I know money looks good at this, ta- at this time. I'm not saying money is bad. But I'm saying, what are you pursuing? Is it the money or the purpose of God? Because when you fulfill the purpose of God, the money will come. And when God gives you money and you don't use it for his purpose, that source of money will deplete. Because he needs to use you as a, a gateway to bring change. So that money, there are people God plants around you. There are people I help people. I, there are people God brings my way. I have to take my money and help. But the Spirit of God, I've asked, the Spirit of God has made me, I don't even feel it. But you see, the thing with that is he begins to add to that because he knows that when he gives to you, it's not just going, the last stop is not your pocket. You know the parable of the, the rich fool, is it? Have you read of it? Who God so much said he's going to break down his banks and build bigger banks to, to store his treasure. I said, you fool. Your, today your life will be taken from you. This night. The money God puts in your pocket is not for you and your family and enjoyment. It is for his purpose. It is for his purpose. And if you don't realize that, then you are chasing. Every day you wake up chasing, chasing, chasing. I remember there was a time that um, here in Ashesi, I'm going to share it with, without giving as much information as possible. So I remember there was a time, some money was supposed to come to, to us, right? And um, obviously, if you are, depending on your level, you get a bit more because it's a percentage based on your salary. And that money was not coming. And I think that day I wasn't at work. And, you know, conversations had happened. So I, so I didn't know about this. So I came the following day. And, you know, I mean, rightly so, people in, in like, HOD positions were all like, and all of that. And I came the following day to here, and I also got, I got into it. Ah, yes, why should I do that? Why should I In morning, so I went to Fifi to buy something, and he was playing a gospel song. I think God talks to us. Look, if you will be, you will spend time in his presence, you will know that he's talking to you. And, and, and that was a, there was a song he was playing, and I felt that was the first time I felt like God was telling me to, to pause. And then I went to sit in front of my desk. I was eating, I got some from people, I was eating it, and I was, I was watching a YouTube video when I was eating it, and something that the, 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 the person that, you know, has said, 
And it was like God just stopped me in my tracks and said, when the world is complaining, why are you complaining with them? You are not the owner of your own life. You are not the owner of your life. So if the world is complaining, why are you joining them to complain? I said, God, I'm sorry. I remember one of my colleagues worked in, I'm sorry, he worked in not too long after that, ready to, ah, hey, happy girl. So you know what, God has, God has questioned me, so I stopped. The following day, some money that I was not expecting. God wanted to prove to me that he is able to do exceedingly and abundantly, far above what we can ask or imagine. According to his power, how much of his power is working in you? We always forget that part. According to his power that worketh in us. How much of his power is working in you? Let's go. I've talked about this already. His will never changes, but we need to seek him to know the direction he needs us to go at every point in our lives. So if you say you're looking, God, what's your purpose for me? His, his, the will, his purpose for you doesn't change. It's to glorify him. It's just that the avenues he uses to glorify himself will differ. A career, a relationship, a marriage you go into, the marriage is, is to glorify God. God has a purpose for every marriage. It's not just lovey-dovey, you know, have fun, husband, wife, that kind of. No, there's a purpose for it. So the avenues he uses, right, will differ. But each of them is to glorify God. So ask yourself, now that I'm sitting here in Ashesi as a student, how is my life and my studies glorifying God? The people around you, have their lives changed as a result of the light that is shining through you? Let your light shine. The fruits that you bear. Let's go. How are you positioned to hear God's direction for your life? What you watch, what and who you listen to. Do you, do you have friends who discuss God's word with you every day? Reading God's word daily and praying fervently. The, Spirit, the Holy Spirit speaks to us. Talk about all of that. Uh-huh. How to live Christ-like and preach Christ in a secular work environment. How to make friends in a work environment. Essentially, it's how do you work and how do you, how do you combine career and, and God in a workplace, right? Mm-hmm. Am I supposed to hide a life? I love when I saw this. Am I supposed to hide the fact that I'm a Christian at work as I work? Look, you can use this as an example. Every, look, I'm not perfect. I make mistakes. But I, I'm, I'm, I love God. I just love God. And you, there's no way you will know me and you will know that. Unless we don't we're not close. I haven't encountered you. I haven't had a conversation with you before. But there's no way. There's no way. Everybody around me knows. And I don't go. It's not like I'm going, hey, do you know God? Do you know Jesus? There is a light. He said, you are the salt of the earth. You season because of the word of God. Not because you are anybody, but because of the power of God within you. Automatically, people begin to see it. Because there's no way... Look, you can't tell me that you are a Christian, a spiritual Christian, and, 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 and I, you, it won't show. The Spirit of God will transform you. It will show. And people gravitate towards that because of the peace that you draw, 
the, the fruits. He said, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruits, fruit that will last. By their fruits you shall know them. The fruits you bear. If the seed of the word is planted in you, the fruits will show. So your career, wherever you are, let your light shine. Let the character that people see, let's, let it go down. Your best preaching is your character. There are men of God who preach, but they are sleeping with people in the church. Minus this, this place. They are sleeping with people in the church. It's not what you say. It's your character. How do you treat the people around you? You say love, 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 love. What is love? Love is patient. Look, if you want to, to, to see whether your boyfriend or your girlfriend really loves you, raise them by this scripture. So you will score minus 100. Negative. <laughs> no, let the other one go down. Let it, no, remove the other one. Mm-hmm. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. And it keeps no record of wrongs. No. Zero. That is love. Not the feelings, butterflies you are feeling, no. Rate your boyfriend or your girlfriend by this. If you feel like, oh, mm, I still love him. (laughs) You change him. Are you the spirit of God? You yourself, you have to be changed. If your boyfriend or girlfriend cannot, cannot join you in the way together and pray together, and look at the attitude, look at the character, the fruits they are bearing, somebody who is insulting you, somebody who is mistreating you, Making you feel less of yourself. And you're saying, I love this person. The person loves me. Someone say, oh, I'm sorry. I love you. I love you. You're doing it again. Distance. You are not married to the person. Distance yourself. Break it up. Spend time in the presence of God. Seek God's face. Let God direct you. Is this where he wants you to go or not? Remember, the devil is trying to get you to move away from the position God wants you, needs you to be in. And a relationship can do that to you. And when a, a relationship can mess you up because emotions seek the face of God concerning that relationship you are in. That's all. Ephesians 4.31, get rid of all bitterness. I'm just saying things that show the fruit. Some of you are in your careers in workplaces. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, slander. Those of you ladies, gossip. Gossip. Look, instead of gossiping about that girl who you think has gone to sleep with somebody and is pregnant, pray for her. Look, anytime you want to gossip about somebody, pray for that person. Pray for the person. What did I say? Because your gossip will not do the person any good. But your prayer can help them. If you think they are doing something wrong, pray for them. Pray for them. Be kind and compassionate. 
to one another, forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave you. Let's go. I want to really okay, go, go. Attending events where a lot of secular music would be played. Somebody asked this. Or being in an atmosphere where there'd be a lot of alcohol. Are there any career paths that a Christian must avoid? This is the last one, right? Hey, which one is it? This is the last one, yeah. Yeah. Influence. Look, somebody say, oh, is it bad to listen to some music? You know, or the who and all the nice, nice ones. Remember, where does the devil sit if you allow him? Your mind. Your mind is taking information in every day. What environment are you keeping around you? I told you that you are subtotal of your environment whether you like it or not. You can't say I'm working in an environment with alcohol and you are not part of it. Because you know what happens? You know what happens? Your, your, it's, it's, that it breaks your, 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 your layer of, I don't know what, what to call it. Because it, it's, it, it, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Oh, the word is human in my head. <laughs> it normalizes it. It normalizes it. That's how, you know what, that's what the devil does with things like sex. He, he knows that, oh, this girl, she's guarded a bit, she's reading the word, let me be very careful. Oh, okay, so this one, oh, we are just hugging, no big deal, hugging, hugging. Hugging is normalized. Oh, let's, let's, let's even take, uh, um, yeah, let me use this one. This one, you connect with it a bit more. I was going to use maybe uh, adultery in marriage, right? When you are, let's say a woman and you are, you have somebody in your workplace, who you are, maybe you're having problems in, 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 your, in your marriage. Start chatting with them. It's not a big deal. You're just confiding in a, a confidence, right? Look, there's a reason why God said that sexual immorality, you flee from it. Don't try and dance in it. Oh. Flee from it. So even if it's an innocent, don't even start it because where it will lead, don't even start it. What business do you have as a married woman having a close male friend? Your male friend should be your husband. I'm really curious why they are clapping because they are no husbands yet. <laughs> you are foreseen. Okay. <laughs> I said, as a married woman, you have no business having a close male friend. A confidence, a male confidence friend. Your friend and your confidence should be your husband. The devil is sneaky, very strategic. So oh, it's nothing. And it may start, it may start like that. It's nothing, oh. 
but the devil is sneaky. That's why you don't even play close to where he is. So he will normalize it, conversation. Oh, you know, are you, let's just hang out and, you know, have a, we are just chatting. Normalize. So anytime, and so he normalizes little by little. So you don't see it coming. Then he normalizes, oh, you come over, let's have a chat. Because now you are, you are knowing yourselves a bit more. Still innocent. Normalized. You are moving slowly, closer and closer. Then, oh, uh, as you are chatting, you know, normal conversation, and then you guys start getting cozy, hand over, hand, hand over the, the shoulder like that. You, you know, normalized. By the time you realize, we are hugging. We are, oh, it's just, it's hugging for a few minutes. It's nothing, just a hug. It's nothing. Side hug, then full hug. Then, by the time you realize you are falling into the ditch and you say it was the devil, kebab. And you don't even realize how you got there. Little by little, normalizing it. So, if you tell me secular music, I won't listen to it because... That is where the profanity is. That is where the name of God is being slandered. And that, you know the repercussions of those things. It normalizes little by little. By the time you realize you are saying those profanities yourself. And the environments you are keeping as a result of that, does it glorify God? Can the Spirit of God dwell in that profanity? So if the Spirit of God is not dwelling in it, what is dwelling in it? Anywhere that the God is not there, whether you invite him or not, the devil is there. Whether you, so far as God is not there, whether you invite him or not, the devil is there. So the portals that John Ramirez said we should guard, this is part of it. What are you listening to? Because it's little by little, you don't see it till you are in the ditch. Guard it. What are you listening to? You know, when you listen to worship, you feel like it's also the same thing when you listen to these things. There's a spirit behind it. What atmosphere are you keeping around you? And who is it conducive for? Is, this a, is it conducive for the spirit of God or for the devil? Ask yourself that question. And know which environment you go into in terms of career. What environment? Don't say, oh, it's just money. It's how you, you know. It's not. The devil is not after your money. The devil is after your soul and your destiny. That's why he will give money. People who sell their souls to them, he will give it what is money. Because he knows that in the realms of the spirit, money is, money is nothing. But your soul is everything. The God is after you pursuing your soul. The devil is after you pursuing your soul. Who are you going to give it to? You make that choice because God has given you a will. Every decision you make, don't say, I, 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 I had no choice. You had a choice. Not making a choice is a choice. You had a choice. Who are you giving your soul to? It's a strategy. So move your eyes. It said, move, move your eyes from the physical things. And think deeper. I'm in a battle. What is the devil after? Let me focus on God. Let me remain in the position where I need to be. So that God can download his purpose in me. And I can walk in that will and that purpose. And the devil has no place and room around me. He cannot manipulate me. He cannot deceive me. And I'll be fruitful and I'll, I'll flourish in the purpose of God for my life. In the name of Jesus. So that when you're doing all the things I said in the beginning, 
you are working in the will of God. As you're doing it, it's God himself is aligning you. He's aligning you. There are times he'll prune you. Then he'll bring you. He'll align you. And everything will fall in its place according to his will, not according to the, the standards of the world. How the world defines success. No. Money, cars, fame, riches. No. How many of them are, are, in, are, 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 are in turmoil? They have all of these things, but they're in turmoil. Because they don't have peace. And it's only God who can give you that peace. So this is, this is, I, I, this is, this brings me to the end of what I'm sharing. But I, I don't know, I, I, I don't want to go against any protocol, but I wish I can just, can we just do a, a quick time of prayer? Let's just ask God to forgive us for times where we have allowed other things to take over his will and his purpose in our lives. Let's just begin to pray. Ask God to for, forgive you, forgive you. God, forgive me. I've allowed other things to take over your place when you have been my creator. Forgive me. Just begin to repent. Repent of allowing other things to take over the place of God in your life, in your destiny, in your future, in your career, in your thinking, in your actions. Let's begin to pray. Let's begin to pray. God, forgive us. Thank you for this time in your presence, for your word that has come to enlighten. We are sorry, oh God. Thank you for listening to this message. If you were blessed by this, share it with someone and be an agent of impactful change for the kingdom of God. God bless you.